Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith Sniff Podcasting, which two friends talk about cars and many other things. <laughs> Stop <laughs> laughing! <laughs> Pigeons outside my my room again. Oh, I can hear pigeons outside here. Oh, I'm gosh. sitting in the shed again, and it's Wood Pigeon Central here. Which they are the, the fluttery blow off valve of a, <laughs> of, of a diesel engine that you just don't want to hear. You just don't <laughs> want to hear it. We had quite a few. We said uh, last week we were going to read out some messages specifically from patrons, and we will do that. We've remembered. Yeah, but uh, what I hadn't prepared. Or, or highlighted uh, is the number of people who agreed with your stance on pigeons. Um, well, left some pretty strident messages <laughs> about them in uh, our comments and sent us messages. But also, of course, I'll not find this now because I didn't expect we were going to bring it up. That some uh, some people were saying that apparently on the Radcliffe and McConey show, yeah, on Six Music, excellent show. Although I don't, I don't listen to that as much as I used to, they'd got a thing about what it sounds like pigeons are saying. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and well, I'll read out this message from Andrew Evans, who says, I have to comment just to say Johnny is completely right about the oral displeasure of pigeons. I recently moved back up to Scotland, and a few of the fuckers have decided that the roof above my bedroom shall be the epicentre of pigeon shit talk. <laughs> at this time of year, the bright mornings mean they start at 4.30am, and they sound just like my phone on vibrate. Yeah, they- it's not just what comes out of their beaks, either. I had to move my car as they produced so much shit, and within a week of living here, the <laughs> bastards had got me with a headshot. Oh, Richard, the next time you're out of the country, can I borrow your dog? Um, yeah, but I don't know. There should be much help. Uh, what for the pigeons or for the just... pigeons? Yeah, right, she, I mean, okay. she'll chase. She's a good. She'll chase the pigeon if it's on the ground. But um, oh. yeah, Malcolm pigeons. Dale says when I hear pigeons, it sounds like they're saying you're far too stupid. You're far too stupid. You're far too stupid. You're far too stupid. All right, try this one for size. Simon Smythe says, a wood pigeon says, take two cows, Henry. Take two cows. <laughs> take two cows? What's this coming to? Well, wow. That's amazing. I mean, look, pigeons, I don't want them all dead or anything like that. I just think that their noise, it needs work. I'd love that. Can you hear that? Can you hear the one that's just like sitting above the roof here? Yeah, we've got the idiot. Stop now, hasn't it, idiot? Um, someone calling themselves Panda says, any six music Radmac show listeners know that wood pigeons say my toe hurts, Betty, and collared doves sound like sad United fans, a slow, morose, United, United. <laughs> oh, yeah, they do. They do. That's true. That works. <laughs> um, Simon Smythe adds that a magpie makes a sound like a rattling box of matches, which is interesting. Um, uh, oh, yeah, it does. Oh, that's brilliant. I was being trolled by a pair this morning who were sitting in the cherry tree that I've been strategically picking cherries out of for the last three days, nights, and um, my daughter's been selling them for some pocket money. Uh, And they're amazing speck cherries. And uh, the wasps haven't got them, and I thought the crows hadn't spied them yet, but oh, two wise magpies must have been there since dawn. 
dine, dining out on them. I hope they've got chronic diarrhoea tonight. Oh, my God. Imagine they've just had a belly full of really it's sweet a cherries. spotted berry feast bird turd is extraordinary isn't it as you go some bird or other has got into like some blackberries or something and then left oh yeah a sort of fruits of the forest yogurt colored stain on your car yeah or someone's just been flicking fruits of the forest yogurt at your car i don't know it could be that but um, i've not had a fruit of the forest yogurt for ages i'm trying to wonder how many fruits live in british forests i just don't um, know i would say your classic your classic fruits of the forest lineup surely is blackberries. Yeah, I think raspberries, so. Raspberries, mm, yeah. currants, currants. Yeah, more robust. I think. What else? Maybe they put strawberries in. I don't think they do put strawberries in there. Uh, in forests, I nearly I said forests of the ocean. That doesn't mean anything. That's like a psychedelic. <laughs> that's like a psychedelic. Fruits of the ocean is like oysters and stuff. Yeah, fruits to mare and all that. Fruits to mare. Mm. Or Fruity di Bosco, as I discovered that Fruits of the Forest yogurt is called in Italy. What? Uh, hey? Don't ask me how I know that. I just It's just one of those okay. things that... Okay, so, according to this, raspberries, red currants, black currants, blueberries and blackberries. Fruits of the Forest. You're listening to Britain's number one car podcast. Yeah, what about Fruits of the Forest stage? And it would be a highlight <laughs> reel. It would be a highlight reel of, of Rally. <laughs> Wouldn't that be quite nice? It'd be quite nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> In the 90s, that would have been a DVD. It would have been a DVD or even a VHS, but you got an mm. amazing, you got a selection of fruit corners that came with it free. So you could sit for a, like a solid two hours watching, I don't know, 80s rally um, forest action, but just, just gorging yourself on fruit corners. And those other ones that I can't remember the name of. Um, what are they called? They're brilliant. Mullers. Um, Mullers? No, there's another name. They're really good. The ones that are sort of natural vanilla. I'm quite addicted to those. They, they're, 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 they're what, have they, they've got a foldy over corner? No, there's not a fruit. I've not, I didn't know fruit. Do they still make fruit corners? I've not seen the folding corner for ages. I think they do, but it felt like the range it, went out of control because it started, they started putting other things in there. Like you could get ones with like chocolate cornflakes. Yeah, yes. ch- just staffed. What's that about? That's just staffed, isn't it? I feel our listenership is broad and clever. Mm-hmm. And whenever we raise questions like this, yeah. we get answers. So I'm going to pose this one. To the is the fruit corner a work of genius on the part of Müller because it lowers their production costs? Because they can oh. just sell a pot of vanilla yogurt and then put some other stuff in the other side. They don't have to have a mixing machine. Because I've never seen the point of the fruit corner. It's like you're just no. going to dump the stuff into the yogurt. Exactly. You're just going to put it Why is it, it not in? pre-dumped? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I wonder if it's a cost-saving thing, whether it's actually a work of manufacturing genius from the yoghurt industry, because you could just go, massive vat of vanilla yoghurt, squirty machine puts it in, and then another yeah. machine decides what it's going to put into the thing, and then it just labels it appropriately. Of course, you know how they invented the, the fruit corner, don't you? I don't. Uh, touring car driver, Ivan Muller. Obviously of likes course. corners because a circuit yeah. racer, and it just kept shouting one day over the sort of like the speaker system, corner, corner, corner. When he was learning a track that he wasn't familiar with, and some PR person somewhere went, Muller corner, that's it, let's do mm-hmm. it. He's, a fr- he's a, also quite a fruity driver, so he probably enjoys culinary delights. 
maybe more so than a British driver. Although Plato's got a a very broad palette, but you can't have Muller and Plato in the same room. And a Plato corner doesn't sound... It sounds like a wrestling move. (laughs) Or a a way of applying an undersheet to a bed. Oh, that's right, the Plato corner. Lovely, neat Plato corners on that bed. Um, I wonder if Ivan Muller, when folding over the the saucy or cornflakey bit on 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 a Muller yoghurt, would refer to it as clipping the apex or something like that he just that's just right. going to clip the apex you mean dump the fruit compote into the vanilla into the yes. yeah and then that's mix it in do you ever yeah. when you mix these things in do you ever create your favorite race circuit is it anyone else done that so you wipe uh, you basically wipe the jam into a i don't know a rough <laughs> silverstone or an approximate <laughs> cadwell it's really difficult because you're working in a fairly limited oh canvas. yeah oh hell yeah like those people who draw like beautiful maps of of um, I don't know the southern hemisphere on a grain of rice, or baristas that they get arty with the froth and the the coffee on the top. Yes, and 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 I quite like seeing some of that. I mean, we've we've all seen various ones, but I wonder if anyone does racetracks out there. I'm sure the Nurburgring has a barista who does an extremely complicated. I'm sure it'll be a laser cut template. Well, they just tap some um, some cocoa powder or whatever it is through it. Oh, that'd be quite mm. cool. Or even cinnamon, as you know, Richard. I'm a keen fan of of cinnamon powder. Um, yes, on my coffee. Yes. I've, I've got- never met anyone who I just had <clears throat> a bit of cinnamon just tapped into a normal filter coffee i got well i asked for some cinnamon to be tapped into a coffee the other day right and mm. uh they they'd misheard me and they gave it <laughs> i would say three very large palm pumps of that syrup oh you know the oh so it's 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 cinnamon flavored syrup honestly yes. I, I i gave the coffee away i just i didn't want it was awful it ruined it <laughs> It absolutely ruined it. It just turned it into a children's soft drink. I just, this is not in any way surprising. It sounds, also, too much cinnamon is like, it's like being gassed, isn't it? It's just, if you can't breathe through too much cinnamon. Makes me feel adult and sophisticated, though. That's I quite like okay. that. I quite like that about it. Mm. On that side now, of things. before we get on to uh, some patrons... Messages and questions. I think when we did some questions before, at some point somewhere, we yeah. were asked, "What's the one car you regret selling?" Yeah, and I can't remember what your answer was. Or you could, you could, didn't have one. You had lots. Uh, yeah, there have been regrets. I've had a few. The two cars that spring to mind is, is the the Polsky Fiat that I had that you travelled in when we had minor brake failure. Really? Uh, Did you regret selling that? Yeah, because I don't think I'd ever find a better condition one. It was just yeah. so nice. It was it was just one of those things that kind of needed nothing apart from just getting in and enjoying. I do what, regret brakes? that. Uh, brakes was good. Yeah, perhaps perhaps mm. maybe a master cylinder. Um, <laughs> but apart from minor issues like that. And the other car was obviously the Honda Insight, which I've sold and I've, I have consequently bought back. So I've... I've got that back under the wing, under mm. the Smith wing now, and that one's nice. Apart from the fact that I had, I got a seemingly got a sticky caliper on it, which is deeply annoying. When I've just replaced the brakes on it, it's like I'm being haunted by brakes because I've called my show, the late brake show, and every classic oh. car in the last year has had brake issues, and it's haunting <laughs> me. 
And I'm really, I've got to say, I'm really pissing bored of brakes now on cars. I'm really bored. <laughs> I'm bored of brake fluid. I'm bored of seized nipples, all that kind of stuff. I'm over it. Is the Honda not drivable then? Or just I, I started driving it to Caffeine and Machine when I had to do, I was there to do a little chit-chat the other, the other oh, week. Oh, you did the thing with Alex Goy last yeah. week. Yes. And I set yes. off in the Insight and I thought, I'd give the Insight a run. It's a good, good run. It's also a fairly interesting car. And mm. I got about, I don't know, 15 miles into the journey, and I could just tell the car, when I was accelerating, it was getting slower. And then, mm. I, and then I came off the throttle and thought, regen brakes seem better than I remember. And then as it, as it turns, <laughs> I, I pulled over and just touched each of the front alloy wheels, and one of them I could have cooked an egg on, the other one was stone cold. Oh, I was like, sugar. No. Back to the drawing board. So I aborted the emission and... The emission, I bought it the emission, and then I took um, an electric car, took the Kia um, EV6. So uh, mm. That Not made me laugh last week when, when I asked you how it went to Cafe and the Machine, and then we were talking about sister cafes, bars, whatever you'd call it. Feuding bars, the cafes. Feuding bars, because I thought it was cocaine motels. and aeroplane would be quite a quite <laughs> a dangerous prospect. But what did, what did you suggest? Morphine and submarine. Morphine and submarine is where it's at. An incredibly at. low energy volume. <laughs> oh, so woozy. And no chance of going out and getting some fresh air to liven yourself up. Absolutely no, no chance no, at all. The doors are sealed yeah. and the lighting is all red. And there's a constant background drone, and you've had some very, very hardcore painkillers. Oh, just, gosh, oh. bit drowsy. And there's bound to be a heavy smell of kind of body odour, isn't there? I can't imagine a submarine. You know what? It's like a teenager's bedroom that hasn't been aired very, very much. It's just a thug, a thug in the air. Is it a thug, F-U-G? It is, isn't it? Thug, yeah. thug. It's a thug. Because yeah. we've talked about this before, when about when they opened the doors of a say a transatlantic airliner the ground crew yeah must get hit by a hell of a fug oh awful. on a, a long, long haul with a lot of mouth oh, breathing mouth breathing oh awful. Well, that's those sort of air farts that you do when you're at thirty thousand feet just, what do you mean you know. air what other guffs are available well, I'm going <laughs> well to- <laughs> if it's a solid fart you're in trouble um no i mean like uh you know airline Avio farts, aero farts, <laughs> however you want to describe them. Av, 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 Avguffs. Av, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I know, an Avguff, a real heavy one. Awful. Yeah, you could but there's a lot it. of that goes on. Because also, because I think people go, well, I can just let loose up here. Because A, I think the cabin <laughs> pressure has a weird sort of effect on the digestive system where it's, you know, pressures change and... Yeah. Uh, it's so... Um, well, but you, also because you go well, it's sort of background drone of the engines is going to cover any yeah any loud noise sounds yeah. yeah. Um, but you've also that, you've mouth breathing yeah, and you've sculled six spicy tomato drinks that you wouldn't normally have. <laughs> Why do people order tomato drinks on planes? I don't know. I just don't know. I don't I know. I can't remember the last time I was in a pub or a restaurant or anywhere at ground level and saw somebody. Ordering a tomato based. There doesn't drink. seem to be a connection, I don't think, apart from maybe the golden era of flying and maybe tomato juice was expensive then, or Worcester sauce was, or Tabasco was, or whatever. See, I don't like tomato juice, but I wonder maybe does it taste nice in a pressurized cabin? There's something mm, about it. That I cuts quite. Through. Yeah, there is something about it. But there's no. I can't see any 
logical connection between air travel and tomato juice. It's like, I don't know, it's like going on a track day and, and everyone drinking Lapsang Souchong tea. Everyone would go, yeah. well, you've got to. It's just the thing that we do before the race. You go, what? Nobody does this. Who set this rule? This is daft. Nobody's questioning it. They're just doing it. Can I get a coffee? No. You can have a Lapsang Souchong tea. Oh, what are they No like? one's talking about it. It's all just happening. There's always some happening. kind of weird osmosis that people are all doing it without even seemingly being conscious that they are. But Completely. the thing is... The tomato juice on a plane thing just seems absolutely sweating idiotic because you're going, right, I'm sitting in an environment which could at any moment suddenly lurch violently side to side and up and down. Oh, yeah. Could I have a small flimsy glass of the most staining liquid on board, please? And go, yeah, of course you can. Do you want me to put something extra staining in it? Like, I don't know, some Worcester sauce. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. That's I hadn't thought of it like that. The danger to staining... Our mate Jim was on a flight back from Italy once and there was an Italian guy sitting next to him immaculately dressed in a white linen suit and pulling it off as Italian gentlemen of a certain age can. Right. And um, he hung his jacket over the seat in front before they took off. And one of the cabin crew came over and went, sorry, sir, you can't hang your jacket there. You have to put it in the overhead locker. Oh. And he went, and this guy went, no, he's white. And so went, well, you can just fold it up and put it on your lap. He went, okay. So he folded it up, put it on his lap. Is took off in the air. Drink service came around. He asked for an orange juice. Put it on the table, oh. which is still is now folded down on top of his folded jacket. And then there was turbulence, and the orange juice top toppled over and poured all over his jacket. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and apparently, again, I suspect. You can only do this perfectly if you're Italian. That apparently, he just sort of closed his eyes and pinched the bridge of his nose and just sort of went. Of oh, what, like a de-stress, an instant de-stress, just to simmer down. Yeah, and, oh, like that's a sort brilliant. of stylish Frank Butcher. By the way, you just—you know—we were just trying to think of of ways to describe the the fug of long haul flight guff slash mouth breathing. Um, it would be called would it be called turbulence? Where you're on a. <laughs> <laughs> you be on a particularly volatile flight where everyone's suddenly been spooned some curries. But but that's what I was going to say. So imagine that must be horrific for ground crew. But imagine opening the lid on a nuclear submarine that's been underwater for, what, weeks they can do, can't they? Easily. Yeah, I, I think they probably could do fortnight. Let's just say a fortnight is bad enough. I'm sure if it's if it's longer than that, I can't a bear to think about it. capsule of... Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, feculence. It's like people that don't... It's a, it's, I'm, it's a bit like people that don't really use the windows in cars. I found this out because, of course, climate control is so sophisticated. There's a lot of people on an average day where it's... I'm not going to say it's a really hot day because then you, you could use air conditioning if you were weird. But what you could do is just crack a window and you'll get a bit of through air. I like a bit mm. of through air mm. at low speed. No, not 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 on the motorway. I'm not, I'm not an eco-savage. But um, it's just nice to clear the decks. But also, I know we've said this before, if you've been on a long journey on your own and you might have eaten mm. stuff, you might have let a, let a few mm. pups loose... You do think to yourself, I, I think this car smells okay, but mm. maybe it doesn't. Yeah. And so you do have mm. to air the room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just good manners to do that. If, you, if it's got someone else getting in. It's just good manners. Um, yeah. 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 So, I, I often use seat coolers. Do you know those seat ventilated seats that are quite commonplace now, aren't they? I think the first car I ever experienced someone was a Range Rover or a Yeah, my, a Jag, my Range Rover's got them. 
Has yeah. it? Do you ever feel like if if um, I don't know if you if you feel like you've maybe let a few kind of parps go mid journey, mm. uh, the road trip um, parps. Do you feel like the ventilated function helps with the airing process? If you set that bad boy going and crack a window or two an inch, you could get a bit of a venturi. Do you think? I don't know. I, I always it, wondered whether those ventilated seats, because they're sucking the air away from your body, aren't they? That's how they're set up. So the coolness is from sucking, not yeah, blowing. Yeah, and okay. where are they exhausting? They must be doing it sort of down, but basically into the back seat. And I've often wondered if you, you know, dropped a particularly substantial <laughs> bum gust that whether it just be blown onto your back seat passengers if you had one i don't know we have car engineers who listen to this i'm sure one of them yeah. highly qualified and experienced will, sure will one of them devote did. some time to telling us the answer to how i don't think they will well, have they done any anyway, idea they, on they've... this you know have they and how do you how do you synthesize someone farting in the laboratory in a repeatable way i mean do you have like a sort of you know robot ass that does it for you do you know i bet they've got um yeah i bet they've got scented gas and liquids that they try and damage textiles or plastics with inside cars for longevity tests yeah right? yeah i wonder if they I mean, did I'm it just thinking... for ages they were doing the sort of fake farts and then uh, and it was absolutely yeah. revolting and they suddenly realized that actually they could make them smell nice because all you've got to do is detect the smells like oh this yeah. could have been lavender or like cooking toast or something like that but we we've spent a mercedes we, spent we're punishing synthesizing an actual arse burp yeah that's a yeah i think that could be a good thing um the r&d people need to pay attention to that in fact maybe they're using muller fruit corners to bring it back maybe they're you to test i don't know the the ease of getting stuff out of car carpets because i do think car carpets oh my god those the, really the pile of a car carpet, it's been the same for years. Terrible. And it's not actually very convenient no. to get stuff out of, is it? Well, you get those really puby ones, and they're just awful, because they just they trap crumbs and crud in them. And they're, yeah, they do. hopeless. And, and, and I have to get down on my hands and knees and, like, try and... You know when you put the nice lines in, like a... Like a like a like a garden that's just you've mm. mown in with the with the roller mm. on to get the stripes. You try and do that, but you realise the more you comb it, the more stuff comes out. And after about twenty minutes in the same spot, you're like, "This is going to be a day's work to do two floors." Yeah. Bloody hell, am I doing? Um, but you don't want to give up. But yeah, um, funnily enough, <laughs> and all actually, that. As we talk about Muller fart corners and all sorts of stuff, uh, somebody in the YouTube comments last week, a chap called Michael Bushell, uh, said, my wife wishes to complain about the large amount of discussion on cars. That was in last week's podcast. Oh, she only was en- it car heavy? Oh, yeah, I think it was. She, he says, she only enjoyed the bit about Johnny's scrotum. Can we go back to toilet-related stuff? Thank you. So, oh, Michael, gosh, inadvertently for you and Mrs. Bushell, um, this has been revoltingly lavatorial today. Uh, I apologise yeah. to everyone else who didn't want that. Um, going back to what I was saying, though, <clears> about a car that you re- regret selling, mm. uh, when we were asked that, my answer was my old Jaguar XJR. My X three hundred eight, sweet, sweet, sweet car, V eight, supercharged, car. one of the sort of you know trad okay. Jags, very, very leathery Lovely. and wood and cramped inside, but so charming. It was a great car, loved it, and um, Lovely. and sweet, but I wasn't Lovely. using it, and so I put it up for sale, forgetting that TV's Richard Hammond had always said to me, "If you ever sell this car, I want first dibs on it," and so 
when I put something on social media going, I'm selling this car, he texted me immediately and went, whoa, 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 don't sell the car to anyone else, sell it to me. And so I did. Oh. And he bought it. He didn't even haggle. He just went, what did you want for it? And I told him, and he went, all right, I'll pay that. And he just bought it off me. And then he wasn't Of course he it. didn't haggle. Well, no. He would go, st- go straight in. Bought money for him. But he, um, yeah. And then he sold it to a local Jaguar enthusiast. Well, I've got a problem. Talk to me. My old XJR is for sale. It's for sale. It's come up again. It's come up again. So I presume the local Jaguar enthusiast has got rid, because it says in the ad, owned by the same person for the last seven years, um, and it's now with a specialist over your way, actually, it's sort of Lincolnshire, I think. Is yeah. it? Do you want me to go and pick it up well, for this you? this is the problem, isn't it? It's like, you know, you can go on yeah. about, oh, is the car I regret selling? And it's like, oh, well, look, here it is. And it looks absolutely minty it looks fine it was in great condition when i had it and it looks like it's still in great condition it's been looked after and it's great spec because it's black over cream leather it's just nice sweet sweet, lovely tasteful but this is the thing when you're suddenly confronted with the car you regret selling and there is the sort of the, the, the tantalizing prospect that you could actually buy it back but it's a bit of a problem because it's up for ten. What are you going to do? Well, I've just bought a house and I'm being slowly ruined by mending up my house with all the bits that the previous owner had bodged and broken. And we need a new kitchen and we need new bathrooms and we need painting. And oh, do you? Yeah. So did you pay more than ten grand for your house? A little bit, yeah. Okay, just checking. And um, I can't. So it's it's a right car, wrong time uh, then. Basically, I can't justify that kind of. Yeah, you know. yeah. I've had this before well, with an old car of mine. It's really annoying. So it's a bit, it's just a weird feeling. In fact, my Chevy Volt, my Chevy Volt came up for sale uh, three weeks ago and I got given first refusal on oh. it. And I was very, 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 very tempted because I know it's been well looked after mm. and, and, and appreciated, but uh, I just, I didn't have the need for another car and I also couldn't justify the cashish. So it's like, sorry, but can't. But apparently it got sold to a lovely middle-aged couple. Oh. So that's cool. I'm all right with that. Does that make you feel better, though, that you think it's gone to someone who'll take care of it? Yeah, I'd like to think it's a guy that whistle, <clears throat> whistles on the drive whilst doing self-valeting. Hmm. He, he doesn't take it to people. He's a self-valeting. Yeah. His neighbours, uh, if he wasn't such a nice guy, his neighbours would be a bit pissed off at the sort of yeah. Sunday sort of four hours of... Uh, he's vacuuming out. Yeah. Well, probably because yeah. the boot carpet's attracted loads of cats. <laughs> it's just trying to get it all out. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I, I know I was going to ask you. Mm. You know, you know Toker? Yes. Whenever anybody sells, says Toker, does it just make you think of... You know, somebody heaving on like a bong, a really cloudy, horrible bong, um, and getting off their face. That's weird because I've sort of my brain is able to separate the um, the the two things. I don't know why. Maybe oh, really? because they're spelt differently. But it doesn't it's odd that never it never crosses my mind. Whereas what it does remind me of is, do you remember there was a song called Toker's Miracle? Uh, no, who did that? Uh, they were called. Fragma, I think. <laughs> okay, sounds yeah. Sounds like yeah. a sort of rude word. Toker's miracle. Yeah. Da, re, da, re, da, I need a miracle. Oh yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. Was, that, was that cool? Yeah, that's a cool track, actually. Mm. I'm re, I'm going to say mid mid two thousands or is it early two thousands? Uh, ooh, 
That's a good question. I think yeah. I think early two thousands. Yeah, I, I think that's when people are still buying aftermarket head units with dancing dolphins on. The oh front. God, yeah. No, I'm, I mean, and the, I might even go out ones. on a limb and say that that might have been like bang turn of the century two thousand something like that because I'm pretty oh, right. sure or well, two thousand and one. I sort of feel like. Do you ever try and work out when a song came out by where you lived and what you were doing? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I can tell you when um, that song by The Cause came out, would it be um, Runaway, mm. Passed Away? Mm. I can't remember what it's called. I remember exactly what I was doing at that point. Mm. Um, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> was, it like, that, was it a Mitchell and Webb sketch where, you know, there's that thing about everyone was where they were when they heard JFK had been shot or whatever, you know, and there's this series of sketches where this bloke's always doing something really pervy like trying to shag a watermelon and then his wife just shouts up the stairs and goes John JFK's been shot do you know what I actually it wasn't (laughs) but my my recollection wasn't pervy I remember I was on the way to my first journalist job and I was in my Granada and one and the both the back dampers were absolutely wankered Mm. so I was coming down quite a bumpy back lane you know where there was there's quite a few busy undulations so if the damping's a bit tired, it can't cope with the quantity of bumps. Mm. And the car was just doing this really pathetic sort of bouncing and hitting its bump stops at the same time. And I was just listening to the radio in the morning. I remember it came on. So on the one hand, really tranquil song. On the other hand, the the, the back end of the car was just all over the place. (laughs) And I was trying to have to fight it with the power of the two-litre Pinto. Mm. Yeah, Pinto. on that side of Pinto, Pinto, I know. Now, look, we did say we were going to read yes, out some patrons' oh. messages. Uh, I'm going yeah. to start with just a couple that relate back to things that we talked about last week. Um, yeah. These are both comments from patrons. Daniel Parvin. we I mentioned that guy who had a Ferrari tattoo on a bit of your hand that I don't think there's a word for. Um, yeah. And uh, Daniel Parvin said, I have a car tattoo. I've got the McLaren Speedmark logo on my leg. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Really? The, is it, does he own a McLaren? Mm, he doesn't say. But, I mean, he could be showing his support for the F1 team, I suppose. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, I would feel sorry for him if he was never in a position to get a McLaren. Mm. Really? Somebody pointed out to me that the McLaren logo looks a bit like a sort of distorted version of the Star Trek symbol. Yeah. I've often thought that. Have you? I've often, yeah, I have. I've often thought that. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Star Trek, but at the same time, it doesn't irritate me. So, um, I mean, what, who was the first captain? Um, he's a crazy guy, isn't he? Um, well, William Shatner. 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 Yeah, I mean, Shatner's so... What, Shatner's f- more spacey than space. Yeah. That's the thing about Shatner. Just when you think it couldn't get any stranger, it's like, oh, he's taking it there. Didn't he build or design his own trike? Did he? I think he owned, part owned a trike company. I'm now going to just double check this. I, I don't want to make things up for the listeners, uh, although I have done it before. Um, While you're looking that up, I just want to read another listener. Jeffrey Smith uh, says, oh dear, I have a car tattoo. It's the VW logo accompanied by a pair of checkered flags. At the time, oh, 20-something oh. years ago, I was racing a Mark II Sirocco. I was woefully uncompetitive, so now it's just a sad <laughs> reminder. <laughs> it was uncompetitive. Yeah, well, he said he said oh. he was woefully uncompetitive. I don't know. He's, he's taking oh. the blame for that. Maybe it was the car. I don't know. Um, oh, that's really. Now, yeah, do you know what the, the Shatner? He yeah. did. He um, back in 2015, kind of time. There was news that he had um, a V8 powered steam trunk steampunk style trike with two yokes and squeeze triggers for throttles for, uh, for controls yeah and it was called the rivet <laughs> apparently this, it's a thing yeah yeah it's a thing it's it, what well, I, I didn't make it up william shatner because he's an old guy now isn't mm. he um i mean william shatner would be or if he, I don't know if he has got a podcast, but it would be the best one. He'd be sitting on a high stool, wouldn't he, with a, oh, a yeah. permanently lit cigarette that he yeah. doesn't even probably take a drag from. No, it's just for the look. It's just for the look, isn't it? And he'd look into the middle distance with a half-open shirt. Just think it'd be amazing. <laughs> what? Absolutely love that. Mm. Love it. It was all filmed as well, but it's filmed like on cameras from the seventies, so that there's there's sort of lights behind him, and they sometimes wildly flare. There's oh, a lot of lens amazing. flare used to go on I, in those sort of. I quite like things. those. Maybe the whole time someone's just playing a double bass as well. But go dum dum dum, and then they just start up and go. I remember there was uh, a time when I. He sounds like he's uh, everything he's saying has been taken from different takes of the same thing. Oh, like a pre-recorded generic person's voice. Yeah, yeah, like one of those for inquiries. Press one. <laughs> but Shatner is sort of like that. He talks in a very disjointed way. That's brilliant. Have you heard any of his albums? No, I, I don't know why I haven't. I'd like to. Is it? Are they out there? He, um, he, because he sort of famously covered "Common People" by Pulp, and it's a brilliantly bonkers version. With um, Ben Folds, I think, out of the his five, and, Folds five, yeah. But there was one of his albums. It might have been the one that Common People's. I remember um, my our friend Gareth Jones of Gareth Jones on Speed was. We were in the car together, going through a car wash, and he was playing it to me, and it was absolutely nuts. And there's this song, a song. I say it's all spoken word, but with music, and but it's about how his wife drowned in their pool, or was it his kid? What, I can't remember. What, what William weird. William Shatner? Yeah. Oh gosh, I didn't even it's know that. Really haunting. I think it is his wife. Hang on, I'm going to have to look this up now. Just to, but yeah, he. We're just googling Shatner now. We're just googling. Sh- <laughs> Sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, his his third wife, Noreen Kidd, 
um, she died she, in the swimming pool. Yeah, she she'd taken alcohol and Valium, and then she she drowned. Gosh. But this song is really disturbing because it's sort of I you know I watched her at the bottom of the pool. It's just really dark. Um, Sugar. I don't know if I want to hear that particular. No, it's not a jaunty listen. Um, um, oh, I, I've got a. I had a, a Patreon message, and I, I was scrolling back from quite a while ago, back in May. A chap called David Marden. Hi, Dave. Uh, thanks for being a Patreon. He said, anytime you boys want to run lemons, I have a seat for you too. Oh. Call me. And I'm yeah. thinking, that is something that I would quite like to do. We should do that. We should well, go and do lemons. We should could, self-sponsor. Could they come and do lemons here so it's not as far for us to go? <laughs> Brit, Brit lemons. Brit lemons. That would be a great idea. I don't know why someone hasn't. Or maybe they have. I don't know. Well, maybe we could take on the. Is it like? Um, is it uh, like a franchise? Could we take it on? Yeah. Maybe we could. Maybe we could take it on. Well, yeah, because Radwood's coming over here now, isn't it? Or has come over here, so it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's all things are possible. It's Looking good, forward to um, them. Thing. Um, speaking as we sort of were, because um, of William Shatner, who's Canadian, um, a listener called Michael, who I, I've reason to believe is in Canada. Yeah, he he's picked up on our mention of Ford Crown Victorias last week. Oh, uh, he said, "I think this is brilliant." He said, "My Crown Vic was a V eight beast that got abused daily. One of my near death motoring events was in a Crown Vic. I actually got its arse out to ninety degrees left when going round a right hand turn and what? almost wiped out a bus shelter full of folks, which ordinarily wouldn't be too much of a problem." However, my lights and siren were on full and I was racing to a gun call. What? So wait a minute. He's a cop. He's he a policeman. Was, he was properly sideways with a full blues and twos or whatever they would call it in America. Did they call it that? Or Canada? Anyway. Um, oh my says, gosh, that's amazing. My buddy was behind me also going to the same call and he laughed about it for at least 60 minutes afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but fair play to you, Michael, for the reveal. Because I was reading it going, oh, right, he had a Crown Vic. Okay, yeah, he must have bought, you know, bought an old one. But no, he was an actual serving police officer and he was in the middle of being the police. That when was brilliant. He, he fully sideways his Crown Vic. So um, hats off. I to want you, to know: Michael. Did he arrive on the scene with the windscreen wipers on number two? But yet it wasn't raining, and, did, <laughs> and, and didn't reference he'd it. He'd done a bit of flailing. He'd done a bit of motorsport <laughs> flailing. And then, but what about if there's other controls that are police specific around about the uh, the stalks? He'd done a load of other stuff as well. One that pops the boot or something, and it's just flapping about. <laughs> you know the a public address system so just as he went around the corner he knocked that so while he was in a sort of state of correction he was he was probably muttering things under his breath like oh no for fuck's sake oh no and it was all on public address system <laughs> so the police were shouting at burps under stress <laughs> um I actually know where the boot release is on the police spec Crown Victoria, weirdly, because after we talked about them, I was watching some videos by that uh, chap who's known on Twitter as Furious Driving. In fact, yes. the name of his YouTube channel. We um, we talked to him at Goodwood, didn't we? And um, he, uh, he bought a Crown Vic from the US and imported it to the UK. And I was watching some of his vids about it. And in one of them, he, he points out there's a there's a boot release button. It's bang slap in the middle of the dashboard. Is it? Mm, cop spec. It seems like that's where they put so it. So I guess it can be accessed by both driver and... I was going to say ambidextrous boot yeah. control. 
Yeah. I do want a, a Vic. I know someone else has got a Vic. Is uh, Zach Clapman, isn't he? The um, the chap who does the podcast with Matt Farah, Smoking Tire. Yes. He's got. He's has got he a rather still got cool. It? Well, I think he's still got. It. I don't think he's. I hope he hasn't killed it. I know he tried to. Mm. But uh, I think do you know what I might do. Maybe I'll see if he can like lend it to me. I need to go to the states. Haven't been for ages. Um, we to, should we? Should we go to the states? Should I we, warn you, and not that I've gone down. A Crown Vic wormhole, but I have a bit. There's one on eBay, or there was the other day, in the UK. Right. So it's 10 grand, though. So, it's, again, it's like, God, if I had 10 grand, well, if I had 10 grand, I'd buy my old Jag XJR. But if I had 20 well, grand, would. I'd buy the XJR and uh, and the Crown Vic. I'll go have a look. I'd, br- I'd, bring, I'd, bring my, I'd bring my own Vic across. I'd bring my own Vic. I'd enjoy the journey. I'd probably go over to the States and do what old people used to do, old school people did before the internet. You'd You'd buy one. Um, mail order, or as it were, or mm. over the phone, and then you'd fly over there, get a four-day return flight or whatever it is, seven-day return flight, and then go on a road trip and then put it on the boat yourself, like do a uh, roll-on, yeah. roll-off kind of deal. That's mm. what I would do in my very last year of production, Vic. Ah, well, no. See, this one on eBay. See, the thing is, I'm really lazy, and I just like the idea that this one's had all its, you know, it's been registered in the UK, and it's had its lights and things, you know, sorted out. I presume, but because you've got to get rear fog and things, I need to pass the yeah uh, approval test. Uh, this one is a, it's a 2011, <laughs> so it's last year, I think. Oh, is it 11? Was it 11 or 12? I couldn't remember. Ooh, it's I don't know, but it's definitely late. It's definitely a late one, and actually, it's 11 grand. It's a lot, yeah, isn't it? it? For a for a, and a, I mean, talking of airliners and it's a common car. Smelling, it's a common car. I bet a lot oh, of uh, ex police Crown Vicks when they when they come out of service, they smell. Well, I would replace the solid plastic rear seat, the criminal seat, if it was a patrol car, with a normal seat because I just feel like the solid seat's a little bit too harsh. But then I would go for detective spec, like I said before. So, Hi, kind Detective of, Spec. Um, this, this, yeah, the, exactly. This eBay one has actually got a cloth back seat already. I don't know if that's been retrofitted, but it's quite interesting. And I learned some stuff from um, Furious Driving's videos about, you know, they, they were spec'd in different ways for, so some were used, you know, obviously there's the full liveried up cop cars. It probably had a, a divider in it, didn't they, as well, to, you know, screen yep. off the back seat. But then some of them were just used sort of, you know, they were they were like kind of company cars for public concerns like local That's councils right. effectively and things like that maybe so. fire service assistance <clears throat> car and all that you know police chief uh, not mm. f- fire fire chief type thing well look we can't talk about all we're doing is wetting our, our appetites for vix and we're not yeah. doing that um, i was going to read out a very brief um old uh patreon message from mm. bruce driffel who is a regular contributor bruce yes Hello, and I, and, I, and I, it's a funny little message. It said, I once did a sprint at what used to be RAF Abingdon in a Nissan S14 200SX. This was the first time I was really pushing a rear-wheel drive car. And I went off on the last corner into some extremely tall grass. Thankfully, there was nothing solid in the grass, but the grass was so tall, I had to get out of the car to work out where the track actually was <laughs> to get back onto the track. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Oh, can you imagine that? <laughs> I just don't know where the track is. Standing on the roof. Oh, man. Like an That's explorer. Funny. I was yeah. on a track day. Yes. I'm no longer on a track day. <laughs> so I'd like to imagine he had a, a small pair of binoculars. Oh, there it is. Good. Yes, tally-ho. 
It would be yeah, like some sort of Bear Grylls type dude, but on a track day. Um, uh. I oh no, so um, I was going to read out a message from a patron called Grant. Uh, I'm going to get the surname wrong here. Walnut. Walnuff. Noch. Walnuff. Walnuff. Yeah. Yeah. Walnuff. Do you think it's Walnuff? A W O O L N O U G H. Walnuff. Sounds like a pre war car company that we've not really bit, heard of. It? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I I had a, a, a Walnuff 6 and uh, it was a fascinating engine. It had a radial, radial engine actually in one of those. Oh, um, lovely. Lovely. Very, lovely. very smooth. Uh, of course, uh, they only made four. Oh. Um, the, the company uh, went bust and um, a, a Grant asks other than Johnny's Viper incident which I saw you you mentioned on um, the socials the other day I did I thought I dug out July, July did you do it was the 4th of July it was my it was my th- thank you Americans for being American mm. yeah I, I decided to dig up the the relic of um, the Viper wiping incident <laughs> Which is amazing. I mean, it's only a photo from like 2005 or something, but it looks like a photo from 1991. Sadly, I know uh, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's quite sad the way it's dated um, so fast. Somebody, in fact, in your uh, Instagram comments tagged me and said, because I suppose the Viper wiping is your you've spoken about this before, it's sort of your most famous accident. And I talked a lot about how I wrote off a very early Audi TT and this person tagged me and said have you got pictures of your Audi crash and I haven't because it was 99 and well there's no camera phones well there were but they were cack and I didn't have one no this wasn't I don't think this was a camera phone this was was someone's digital camera from the ah. office yeah yeah, I didn't have a camera with me when I crashed the TT because I didn't realise I was going to crash the TT. I probably would have packed a camera if I'd known because it would have been worth recording. Because in my head, I know what that car looked like once I'd finished with it. But I'd love to see if that tallies with the, the reality of it, which, you know, was that it was it, it, it looked like a drawing of a TT that someone had crumpled up the bit of paper and then tried to smooth it out again. There was <laughs> Everything was, was creased, uh, but there is no picture. So, um, yeah, Grant asks, other than Johnny's Viper incident, Brackets, yeah. not a dodgy nightclub night. Um, no. Have either of you ever been involved in a press day or any other where a manufacturer's car was damaged? Then have you tried to hide it? Oh, no. Tried to hide it? No. I mean, no. I've always... You can easily burn bridges in this sort of game, so I would, all, I would always be open about any incidents that have taken yeah. place. I told you about the one with the Mazda, the brand new Mazda 6 Sport that I had to drive down the Stelvio Pass for some photography. It was a German motorcyclist was coming the other way on one of the hairpins and he cut the corner of the hairpin while he was on lean. He was leaning to the right so the bars were down on oh. one of those BMW adventure bikes. Yeah, yeah. And the handlebar was at exactly the angle of the door handles. He took both of the door handles off on the driver's side. Bloody just hell. Like a just like a fresh razor going down your stubble on your face. It just shaved them both could clean off and they didn't have any spares because their car hadn't gone into mass production yet. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. So it was irritating. What, was, this a, was it for a story? So you had to be, the car was being photographed? It was actually doing an advertorial for Mazda at the time. So we had early access to it. It was a bright yellow car. I turned around and took chase because I was so incensed. <laughs> well, the guy didn't the, stop. 
The guy didn't stop. He just carried on. How? Yeah, and the photographer was up on the side of a ravine getting long lens pictures. He was like, I saw it all happen, but... Yeah, and you, I couldn't keep up with him. He, he, he'd just taken off. He knew what he'd done. He mm. just went off. Um, Apart other, from the else, that sounds like a nuisance because then you can't get into the car in the normal way from the outside. Well, no, we had to. We we'd only just started the shoot. We had to do we had to do two days worth of filming only from the other side of the car. Well, now this is weird because, in fact, Grant says the reason he asked this question is his dad used to work at Holden as a photographer in engineering. Oh. One day, while taking spy photos, in inverted commas, of the upcoming L34 homologation special Tirana, brackets, yes, Holden used to take all their own spy photos and release them to the press. Did they? Yeah. The engineers asked Dad if he wanted to have a drive. Now, my dad, being a dad, thought he was the bee's knees when it came to driving. Turned out ambition and talent aren't the same. He floored it coming out of a corner, got the tail out and whacked a curb, damaging both right side wheels and bending a few other parts. The only issue was he hadn't taken any of the static shots of the car. Easily fixed. Get a couple of bricks and chock the car up until it sits level and only take photos of the left-hand side. Still today, when I see photos in books of the L34 prototype, I smile thinking what the other side of the car must have looked like. Oh my gosh. It so happens. You are it? not alone. Yeah, this is this is what goes on. There's a it happens. Of, it I'm just sure happens. I've heard stories of this as well from other places of of incidents happening on on magazine shoots and cars having to be photographed only from one side. Now, now um, letters from from listeners um, via Patreon again. One of them, a chap called Rich Matthews. Again, I've got to apologise. He sent a message on the 9th of May. Um, but he's one of quite a few people that seem to have contacted us about steam rally wrong-uns, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> um, the steam, I uh, know you know this is we're just we're just playing around. Like there, there aren't real wrong-uns at steam rallies, we don't think. But it's just case sorry, by case I'm, basis. I'm sorry, I've just dropped a, a large plaque of a silhouette of a naked woman that's on my table. <laughs> It's one of those truck silhouettes from the old PC days of truck driving. Um, you, yeah, we we this guy Rich has sent three high res images of things that are at our local steam fair. Hmm. Turn of the century engines attached. A few pictures of our village steam fair from the weekend. First picture. St- small engine driving a tiny hacksaw to cut metal he's put in brackets if you use this you'd still be cutting it next week second picture is the lo- is of a local gentleman who is showing off his engines and that of course he sat in a chair mm-hmm. and of course he's got braces and it looks like he hasn't washed his shirt in some time and then there's another one which is always my favorite it's uh well yeah, it's 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 belt driving a on a wobbly trolley. You know, the trolley shunts to and fro because it's got such a slow idle. <laughs> um, and it's it's belt driving a water pump, and the water pump is seemingly sucking water out of the bottom of the barrel and then squirting it back into the top of the barrel <laughs> to demonstrate that it can obviously shift some water. So thanks for those. And uh, we've had a, quite a lot of message from other people about steam rally wrong-uns, uh, which I do chuckle about because I actually love steam rallies and I would like to go to one this year, um, preferably with you. Do you know what? Maybe we should do a, a podcast yeah. from a steam rally. That could be oh, a thing, man. couldn't it? Shall yeah. we? 
We should well find one. Find one that's <laughs> equidistant between our houses. Um, yes. Yes. And, um, uh, well, that'll be that'll be smashing. Um, I've got a question here from patron Tom Mitchell, who asks a very simple question, but I think quite a good one. If you had yeah. to become a full-time taxi driver, what would you choose to drive? Wow. Okay, so let's assume that it's a taxi driver in this country, and yes. let's assume that the car would have to be new. Would it have to be new, do you think, or nearly Ooh. new? Well, depends see, on the area. Was, yeah, but if it was old, you're risking reliability issues or parts just wearing out, and that's going to affect your earnings, isn't it? Because you're going to well, take I've, the car I've, off the road. I've mentioned him before, and I probably will see him next week, actually, my friend Party Boy in Exeter, who's a taxi oh, yeah. driver. And Party Boy swears by the Zafira. Mm. He has a small fleet of them, but he also has um, – he, he permanently has a gearbox on Recon Exchange. So he, if he has a gearbox go, he knows he can be back out on the road in something like three hours because the, 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 the garage – who he who he's mates with who does all of the taxi repairs and maintenance mm. that th- he has them on speed dial and <laughs> they have they have a gearbox that's recon sitting waiting so he says if it if it gives me any jip i just pull in pretty much do a gearbox pit stop and then i'm back out for the people coming out of the clubs and the pubs yeah it's amazing isn't it love it yeah. i said he needs to get a quaif sequential into it so he could do some really vigorous cabbing um <laughs> vigorous cabbing. so totally <laughs> totally standard tune engine but with a really vigorous motorsport gearbox i thought it'd be quite incredibly, nice incredibly tight slippy diff on the front of it as well so like if he has, has to do a three-point oh, turn g- anywhere g- in a g- narrow g- muse g- street g- it's g- a g- frigging g- nightmare but Party uh, Boy's a legend because he'd be listening to some uplifting mid nineties house at the same time. So you'd get oh, really? the full. Oh, you'd get the full taxi experience. It'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. He'd be listening to that song that you were talking about, Toka by Fragma or whatever it's oh. called. Yeah, he'd yeah. be listening to that. But one of the remixes that's a little bit harder. Yeah, he'd have a he'd have a he'd have a trancey remix. I bet. Mm. Yeah, I, like I'm, I met him. I met him. It sounds like a sort of an old an old jazz singing lady. <laughs> Um, I I mean, Sensorblancer, I just have an E-Class because they're really comfortable. They are really comfortable. You're absolutely and, right. And stress-free. But, I mean, the temptation to go, no, I'd, I'd just get a, I'd get an old Previa. Prev, solid shout. bottom line, then, yeah, just like 600 quid Previa. And it take will chances work. It'll, well, it will because it's Toyota, so it probably will just keep going. And Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're immediately... <clears throat> Or almost immediately up on the deal, aren't you? It's like you, you're going to pay off the car with a few airport runs. Yeah, I half of me wants to go Vauxhall Omega. I'd be a smaller town cab driver. Mm. I'd probably get away with keeping it plated somehow. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I know they've got incredible turning circles, and um, I think they look still look good. So I think I'd go with a well spec. I'd go for an elite spec Ooh. of Voxel Omega. You'd want the V6 though, wouldn't you? But I wouldn't make any money, Richard. Well, so no, I'd be doing the... basically doing voluntary work <laughs> as a cab as a late night cab driver. It's not really Johnny's my bag. charity taxi. Yeah. Um yes, but then the diesel's not as nice. Yeah, that's annoying. Well, isn't oh, it? no, no they, now. <clears throat> you could get that six cylinder BMW diesel in those. That's probably all right. What about a Jag um XF? Early XF, quite like them. Yeah, Enjoy. not masses of room in the back. No, 
But yes, I'd, nice, I'd want, nice I'd want the estate one. I'd want the estate one for extra airport baggage and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to think of the clientele what they want, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. What about a well, folds? Would there be a folds that you'd want? Folds. Well, a Mondeo would just be pleasant, wouldn't it? Actually, yeah, Titanium X. Yeah. Get a real nice estate. And I think also titanium the, the, um, all that. those later Mondeo Tit X's had vented <laughs> seats in them, so you could put to test your um, Tit X. The, the, well, imagine that's what's known like, internally as sort of it takes year a long time to say titanium. That's just a year, like an on holiday strip club that you drive past <laughs> on the way to the airport, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's neon light, God. and it just goes, "What's Tit X?" You're in a rented apartment somewhere in the Mediterranean. And when you, for some reason, you look under the mattress and there is just a flyer for a club called Titex. Under oh, there, and you can't work out where it got there, but yeah, um, that, yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. That's a couple of suggestions for us when we do I, actually get yeah. badged up and do I the deed. I just go for comfort and, and minimal hassle because I feel like um, actually you just get such a terrible arsehole from literally yeah. from cabbing all day when if you've got a car with khaki seats and yeah oh did you i know one that we we should consider mm. uh, and it came up on for sale on social media recently it was the um ex irish um french embassies citroen c6 yes and and it and it really attracted me i think it had flagpoles on the front didn't it i think it had dip, Ooh, diplomatic flagpole on I one like corner the way it was being sold by the actual French ambassador to Dublin, who yes. was hawking that car, describing it as you know, trying to trying to talk it up a bit as a legend and brilliant and all this stuff. And it's like, haven't you got more ambassadorial things to be doing than hawking secondhand cars on Twitter? But no, I think I France's mean, activity is quiet in Ireland this week. Yeah, so. I guess it's everything. What a relationship! What's the relationship between France and Ireland like? I imagine it's very cordial. Yeah. And there's yeah, very think- few issues. And so being the French ambassador to Dublin, I mean, mm. I could be wrong, but I bet that's a really nice job. Yeah. Sadly, I- one that neither you or I could have because we're not French, but... Not French. I suspect no, they'd no. rather insist that the French ambassador to Dublin is a French person. But um, uh, but on the upside, I've, I've never been to Ireland, so it would be my chance to actually go to Ireland on my first oh, yeah. day of my job. Well, it'd be worth I'm going an to idiot. France first and becoming a naturalised French citizen, and then you could e- go to Ireland. That's a great idea. And first day on the job, go, right, anyway, so, so have we still got the C6? Because I was kind of, no, we sold it, actually, we've just got three what? now. What? No, no, can you, yeah, actually, I'd have a 508 estate, um, because they're glorious. That would be my new what? ambassadorial vehicle if I was... French in Ireland. Well, yeah, because what else would you have? There's like you're really out. They don't do big cars anymore, do they? Not for. No, it'd be a nice Peugeot because the Peugeots are doing good things right now. That 508, it 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 it, it captures my eye every time. Mm. Love it. There's one down the road from here. I walk past quite a lot. It's a good one. I always, it's a good I always one. give it a good a good second glance. It's a nice looking car. Yeah. Um, a chap called Stuart Richards says, uh, is, is, Hi, Johnny Richards. You're supposedly doing Patreon questions for the next episode. No, we're um, not. No, 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 you're mistaken. Um, he says, I'm a huge fan of touring cars, and my favourite era, like most, is super touring. Which yes. of the many super touring cars is your favourite? Mine is the Vauxhall Vectra. Is it? The Vectra? Interesting. Hmm. 
That is interesting. Well, I mean, I always think of the Laguna just because of Plato and is it Tarquin? Was it Tarquini in it? Or um, I think he did do it, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Gabriele tr- Tarquini. Now, Tarquini is most famous for the one six four. Was it the Alpha one six four? Is it the one? F- 155. 155, the really boxy one. Mm. Was that classed as a super touring? I'm trying to remember. Does it predate super touring? I can't remember. Oh, I uh, thought it was super touring, but then I could okay. be I could be mistaken because... Well, that's, that's a really good-looking car. I mean, a lot of them are. Because I remember when I was 17... Mm. A lot of the modif- modifications that you do on car on your first cars were inspired by Super Touring, so they had a mm. massive influence on the whole max power scene and stuff. Um, it's where the whole like get seventeens, lower it, roll the arches, get a yeah. bit of negative camber on the front. Uh, what other car? You got the Mondeo, which Nigel Mansell yeah, used the Mondeo to drive. I, I liked. I was just to be awkward. I was going. Was there was a, a um, Master Zedos six around then, wasn't there? Yeah, I don't think it was very good from memory, but but it was. Uh, it was Matt, ne- Matt Neal's first f- first <clears throat> first proper touring car, I think that was, and um, he ended and up I, on its roof in a huge roll. Did it? Yeah, massive roll, massive. Um, yeah. I think though, I thinking about this now, my favourite Peugeot four hundred six, I thought always looked good, and I sort of had a bit of you know a love for Peugeot because my dad was a Peugeot man. Very good looking car. Oh, hang on a minute, yeah. we're. we're, we're Volvo, surely. Oh, but then didn't they... Because they ditched the 850 estate and they went to the saloon. They did the S40. And then then they went S40 for some reason. And that wasn't somehow as appealing. So... I remember that was the one that appeared in the game, the Toka Touring Car PlayStation game. I think it was on PlayStation 1. All I remember is my mates at university were stoned and they were always smashing those into walls and <laughs> pirouetting them because uh, they had absolutely zero grip. It was really notoriously difficult game to control, but probably more difficult when you've had a, a lung full of naughty uh, cannabis. <laughs> so <laughs> the devil's lettuce. Yes, exactly. So I think that's... Uh, that's what I remember about Super Touring and all that. Um, I do love Super Touring, though. Mm. Every it time. Very, it, was, it was exciting. It was exciting. And all the budgets were ludicrous, weren't they? Yes. So, and yeah. I liked one of the things I liked about those cars, you'd open the engine bay, and the engine would be about a foot lower and two feet further back than in a road car. That's right. Now, another quick patron thing from a Mm. long time ago from a lovely guy who supports us called Nathan Henstock. Nathan went, your point on MX-5s, Johnny, is correct. I'm 20 years old. I own an MX-5. I've got five mates who all own and have owned MX-5s. I didn't meet them through the car. I knew them all prior. I don't Mm. know anybody in my generation who thinks that they're for hairdressers. Truth. Ah. See? The whole hairdresser thing is a different gen. It's just silly, isn't it? That's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, look, um, we probably ought to wrap this up. I feel like we haven't done enough. (laughs) Well, we haven't. (laughs) Do do you want to do another one? We could do another session. Next week, we'll try and do some more. How about that? We'll do a few more. Because I really want to read out. It's quite long, and I I want to do it justice. Um, Not uh, not a message from a a patron, but just an email from a listener called Augustus, who's in Lithuania. 
and I didn't realise we had any listeners in Lithuania. We do. Augustus is is our listener there, but he's also just given us a little backstory of Lithuanian car culture, which is genuinely really interesting. So I'm going to read that out um, next week, if I remember, which I will, I swear. Oh, I'm OK. I was expecting you things. to read it out now, but you've left no, us no, on No, no, because it's quite long, and I, we're running out of time. Well, we're, we're, OK, we're out of time. We're out of time. We're out of time. So uh, before we go... I have three things to tell you. Uh, they are one. Uh, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Fake Snakes Show, in which he visits the homes of celebrities and attempts to hide a rubber adder under their stuff. <laughs> I saw a real adder on my on my patio the other week. <laughs> did you? Yeah, really? I did. I, I took chase. Yeah, I did. I think I recorded it on my phone and put it on social media and all that. Wow. Yeah. It was we amazing. were on the beach. We went to the beach and on, we went to the Gower Peninsula last weekend. And, uh, and um, as we went to the beach for the first time in the dunes, my wife went, watch out for snakes. I was like, why are you saying this now? What's the, there there, there won't be any snakes. And she went, yeah, well, there are adders around there. And we had been told this previously. It's a place we've been before. But she it's just remembered like the warmth like, of the sand. Oh, it's taking the edge off now. Cause yeah. I, I was... But it's fine, we didn't, and no one got attacked. Okay. Uh, Johnny's Real Solo YouTube channel is, of course, called The Late Break Show. Many excellent videos on there about cars and all that. Um, all yeah. Second thing I've got to tell you is we have merch. If you like this podcast and you would like to wear a T-shirt or have a mug or a sticker with our name on it or one of the sort of accidental Stupid slogans sayings. or catchphrases from this show there's many yeah. to choose from go to uh, thelatebreakshow.com look for the shop area and follow the Smith and Sniff tab and um, you I can, think we're you still selling Brute actually from oh it? yeah could Brute be a, could, as well we should become an Amazon amazing seller like special seller but we're not not yet unofficial smell of this but there podcast. will be more merch coming forthwith yeah uh, we, need have have a, um, got to have we need to have a real meeting sort of meeting about <laughs> actual meeting because um it's uh it's well it, I, I know I, I what did we see the other day oh i know it's, uh, we're going to it now but <laughs> no don't go into it now you'll give away the trade secrets <laughs> hideous man how dare you i shall so snap the key off in your lock if you say that yeah uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is we're all familiar with um, the idea of proprietary eponyms. Those are trademark names that have become just the common word for things such as biro and hoover. And hoover. For an American listener, Kleenex for tissues. Um, Z- Xerox for photocopier. Yeah. Uh, what you might not realise is uh, that other proprietary eponyms include fibreglass, uh, which was invented by Owens Corning. And only they can legally call their product fiberglass. Frisbee. Um, oh, yeah. Invented by Manly Toys, and that's the name they gave it. But, of course, everyone just calls any kind of disc that you lob about um, <laughs> a Frisbee now. Uh, just reminds me, I need to pack one for a, a trip away. That's a great oh, reminder. Thanks for that. Jacuzzi. Um, of course, Jacuzzi. jacuzzi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jacuzzi. The Jacuzzi Corporation. In fact, a descendant of the Jacuzzi family, Italian um, immigrants to the US, I think, there is a guy called Joe Jacuzzi who was... a the head of communications for General Motors for a while. I met him. He was a very good guy. <sighs> uh, see, anyway. I'm a mate. I really now I'm thinking to myself. <sighs> Actually, I don't know what I'm thinking. I think it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Sorry, uh, that, yeah, that was a bit of a William doing? Shatner. That that was a William <laughs> Shatner. It was, oh, I know what it was. So, is everything else glass fibre? 
apart from fiberglass. So yes, because I, I refer to it as glass fiber only because my dad, being an ex-engineer, is a precision mm. man. He likes to make yeah. sure things are said right and done yeah. right, and he would always refer to stuff as glass fiber. Yeah. But, um, some other proprietary eponyms, or eponyms while we're here. Kerosene is one. So is linoleum and ping pong. Um, wow. And uh, actually aspirin as well. Aspirin uh, invented is a trade them. name. Bayer, yeah, and they, it's a trade name, but of course we just aspirin is aspirin, isn't it? It's, uh, we'll call it that. Kerosene. And um, what did Stellantis invent? Uh, just thumping. Yeah, but what's the name of that track? You... BPM. Yeah, Tucker's Miracle. <laughs> Tuck, Tucker's, did you say Tucker? Tucker, Tucker. Out of, out of what, like the, the, street? what the? Oh, not the defunct dog. car company from America. Oh no, <laughs> oh, God, the Tucker's Miracle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, we do, do like a Stellantis it? remix. Big fan. I should do. Uh, I should do one of our um, of our theme music. What about if it was slightly gab? But when when Stellantis release a high energy, high performance car, it has to be a bit more gabber, doesn't it? <sighs> Gabber. I don't even understand what Gabber is. It's one of those ones like sort of trap and drill. Where I kind of have a vague knowledge of it, but if you ask me to actually kind of, it's too you know, much. That's what it is. Describe Fart. it, I would struggle a bit. Well, it's just too no, fast. Mate. It's dance yeah. music that's too fast for normal people, and it's not really got much finesse to it. Is what it's, I was going to say. Yeah, it's pretty busy, isn't it? It is. Anyway, <laughs> right. Well, this has been. Uh, super. We will be back same time next week, uh, yep. releasing a, a podcast on Monday morning. In the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, if you're one of our patrons, do it through the Patreon website. Otherwise, hello at smithandsniff.com. And uh, I forgot to mention as well, we now have a, a website. It's not very good, but we have one. Smithandsniff.com <laughs> is the website. You can go there. Um, it's got a page of frequently asked questions. If you've got any thoughts on that, drop us a line. And with anything you want to answer, and uh, it's also got an Otsop page, which you might enjoy if you're a regular listener, because it's a massive in joke. Um, yeah. And um, next week we'll read out some more of the things that you've sent us. Until then, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yeah. Thanks. Goodbye. Because of my crisps for dinner. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.